Hello and a warm welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we have the lovely Julie Buccini taking us um, on a fantastic journey of the PPC Chat um, discussion where we uh, where she leads us on the topic of hiring and getting hired in PPC. It was a topic that was suggested by Dwayne Brown, who recently did um, a salary survey, which he does every year go on his profile you'll see the link it's a reddit link that shows you the results of a survey that he's done of for people of all over the world uk us canada like germany spain some other countries and i think it's just really great visibility on knowing yeah where you stand on your on the salary on the median salary of the market i think that's great but today we're going to be talking about you know the process of hiring the process what what annoys us what is being done well how we think things could be improved how visibility of salary should be a thing <laughs> that was my favorite part as you can imagine but it was a great discussion and i hope you enjoy Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu, recording from my studio here in London, UK, and I use this platform to share not just expert, but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, if you don't make it to the ppc chat live discussions and even if you do then like follow share and retweet on that's right twitter with the handle the marketing anu or join us on our linkedin group which is the ppc chat roundup podcast or if you're on instagram why don't you check us out at on our handle at ppc chat underscore roundup to get quotes and snippets from our previous episodes so as i mentioned earlier we've got julie Bicini leading us on our great topic about getting hired in ppc and yeah loads of people joined for this one and it was a very quick discussion at some point near the end I kind of went to another tab to have a chat with some friends and it was about 10 to 6 and before I knew it by the time I came back the chat was over obviously two minutes 10 minutes felt like two minutes and before we know it everybody had given fantastic answers so I'll try and get through as much of them as possible but as you know this is a roundup so I won't be reading every single tweet but we'll be getting to the crux and the most important ideas that were shared so yeah Julie starts us off saying hello and thank you for joining me today we'll be talking hiring and getting hired in PPC but first how are we doing we've got Tim Jensen who joins us as well as Julia Vice and Lawrence Chase as well Robert Brady also joins us today and Dwayne Brown definitely joined as I mentioned because he's the one that suggested the chat as well as John Kagan, Sean Ellie um, and several more experts on the list. Before we get into the questions, Julie usually says that this chat is intended for PPC professionals of all levels. If you have something you want to share, please do. We are a friendly and supportive community. Please don't be afraid to participate. Lurkers are, of course, always welcome to lurkers as well as podcast listeners, obviously. And so, yeah, let's get right into it. As I said, loads of tweets to share. Julie starts us off with question one saying, yeah, we, I have lots of questions prepared for today. So let's get to it. Starting with question one, she goes, have you been involved in a hiring process for a PPC agency? If so, what was your involvement and when 
was your last hiring experience and before we really even get into that she goes to clarify we are talking about hiring people for your agency or consultancy or organization if you're an in-house today so i'm not quite in-house i but i've done in-house work before so i've got a little bit of experience past experience with um, the hiring process and i've got definitely opinions with the hiring process just in general from talks from friends and colleagues julia vice replies uh, to that first question saying yes in various agencies the process was a bit different depending on the role and agency my last hiring experience was a couple of months ago julia replies i do not hire employees i do choose and hire consultants to work with me on various projects have not hired anyone in this capacity in a while though and then we have steve gibson replying to question one saying an seo agency tried to hire me last year to do the ppc work they were selling to clients but couldn't do it properly we agreed a rate i passed two interviews and they offered me half the money we agreed on that was a hard no from me wow what a an annoying undersell there <laughs> i don't know whether that's a good answer for question one but yeah that's a great answer in terms of experience. And then, yeah, I response to question one saying, it's been a while, but yes, I have been involved in hiring processes. John Kagan replies saying, all the time, growth plus turnover are in inevitable. I have two categories, one full employee, two full contractor, meaning they work for us full time, but don't get benefits usually done for 1099s. I have a team that does the screening and I get final say. Sean Ellie replies to question one saying, yes, I have a lot to, of say at my previous agency on who we would bring in and was in most final interview and of course hired Rachel Lowell as my first hire for my current business. Lawrence replies to question one saying I was on the fence about growing my agency a few times but mostly I just hire other freelancers to work with me from time to time if there are bigger projects. Andrew McGarry replies to question one saying yes I've both hired and trained people for PPC. Killer question is always who do you admire or look up to in PPC and why it tends to reveal who is exaggerating their experience. I do not get people exaggerating experience. It does not work well for you in the long run because you won't be happy and then you'll be annoyed and yeah, you'll want to leave. Anyway, Brett then replies to question one saying, I've been involved in the interviewing process. It was a fun experience because I was interviewing someone who I'd potentially be working very close with. Sam as well replies to question one saying yup pretty much oversee the entire process we're always hiring so it's a never-ending thing so yeah if you want um, to work with Sam hit him up his handle is digital Sam I I love that handle <clears throat> and then we have Julie taking us on to question two saying what were the biggest frustrations in the PPC hiring process for you or your organization Julia vice replies saying two biggest frustration now is people looking to just get into this company because we look good on a CV yes not actually interested in the role over the years biggest frustration is lots of blowhard peacock kind of attitude can you work with others at all Lawrence replies of 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 course, yes. I always had my teams interview people as well since everyone needs to work together. Personality and character are almost more important than skill set beyond having the basic skills. And Andrew McGarry replies to question two saying, spoiler, everyone exaggerates their experience if they lack it. Usually very easy to see through, own it instead and say why you're excited to learn, especially when lots will change all the time anyway.
Very true as well. I replied from candidates, what are my frustrations? It's basically, well, when there's a lack of preparation or exaggerations of skills. So I'm like, yeah, May, you will be unhappy if we hire you for a role you're going to find hard to do. You're just going to be unhappy every day. Sean Ellie replies to question two saying the amount that job titles change from agency to agency, a senior at one agency could be a coordinator at others. Directors mean completely different things. So it can be hard to get people if they think they are being demoted. And then we have John Kagan replying to question two, quantifying the hours of work at a skill level to decide who I need to hire. Also candidates overhauling their skill set, i.e. you aren't God's gift to row us. And yes, you do need to know how to use a bank. <laughs> I love John Kagan. We'll never move away from calling it a bank, even though it's Microsoft advertising, John. Anyway, Julie then takes us on to question three saying, has anything changed about the PPC hiring process in the past two years in your experience? But before we get to those answers, we've got Amalia replying to question one saying, yes, I built our agency's hiring framework. It took a lot of trial and error, but I ended with a framework questions and hires that worked well. And we have Sarah Steeman replying to question three saying desperation, small agencies that can't afford to pay, cannot find quality employees and keep them unless there is more to offer than money. Sam replies to question two saying finding qualified people is brutal. So many people put Google certified on their resume or say they know paid search. But as soon as you talk to them, it's clear as day. They a copied and pasted their answer and or b managed someone who did the work. Tim Jensen then replies to question three saying definitely much more of a job seekers market speakers as some speaking as someone who recently changed jobs myself. Sean Ellie replies to question three saying the biggest change seems obvious but the remote versus in office issue is a big point. As much as you find people that love working remotely I have seen a big section of people who want to be in an office. Yes me included. I love the vibes of people just being around me even if I don't need to talk to them. <laughs> Lauren replies to question two saying everyone put an expert in their resume oh are you really an expert this is going to be a fun interview julie vice replies to question three saying yes it's become less possible i'm so pleased to see more young people and newer hires negotiating for themselves i'm less pleased to see more people reading like two blog posts and then calling themselves ready for a senior role uh, Lawrence replies to question three saying the market has changed so much. The interview process is very different from in person to video. It is a job searchers market because there is way more work than people to fill the roles qualified people. And Sarah gives another frustration frustration about uh, the PPC hiring process, saying a decision maker thinking PPC is easy and anyone can learn it and put on awkward gif of jennifer lawrence uh, we've got sam replying to question three saying not really the questions we ask are different but the rest pretty much works the same more competition for sure recruiters suck more and charge more yeah i think the recruiter skills are, are are dwindling are going down anyway maybe not dwindling but going down melissa mckee replies to question three saying we have a better referral program we are and we are hiring almost all remote for our ppc openings Julie then takes us on to question four saying, is there something that you wish was out there that would make the PPC hiring process easier or better? Love the answers to these questions, especially Dwayne's own, but we'll get to that. Tim replies to question four saying some kind of more accurate standardization for vetting out how qualified people are actually are 
versus just the platform certifications. And in reply to Lawrence, where Lawrence had said, but Julia, I managed my local store's PPC accounts for six months, so I am ready to lead a team now and looking for a bigger role. <laughs> Julia Vice goes, lol, I mean, we have work that's more robust than what you've done in the past and you will definitely grow in the role. You can coordinate with other teams before you manage them. Sound interesting? <laughs> And then Sam responds to um, his answer to question two, where he had said, finding qualified people is brutal. So many people put Google certified on their resume or say they know paid search, but as soon as you talk to them, it's clear as they, they co- as they, they copied and pasted those answers or managed someone who did the work. And Sam continues saying to add to this, someone cough, cough, Google cough, cough needs to burn the Google certification program to the ground and start afresh. Facebook did something pretty clever, in my opinion, with Blueprint, but then dropped the ball on making it mainstream. And yeah, Julia Vice replies, Blueprint was such a fucking chore and the testing process, going into an office and giving up your phone, stop it, just stop it. Your democracy killing arrangement um, engine, not the Pentagon, starting in hot today. And yeah, Melissa goes, I refuse to take Blueprint because of those stupid rules, come on. And I refuse to take the Blueprint course as well because now they make you take the exam while they're watching you on a on a zoom camera on like a google well google wouldn't be google meets like but like a a camera so that they can see you as you're doing it making sure you're not moving with it windows and i'm like yeah no i'm not sitting here having someone from facebook watching me do an exam that i don't particularly care about really and in response to question two andrew mcgarry had gone people underestimate the creative aspect in ad creative. If you only hire Excel nerds who can't write a tagline or understand aesthetic layout, the creative will be boring. Flair is needed as much as geekery. Oh, I, f- I do find that to be true. And I'm definitely more of an Excel nerd than someone that has um, flair or creative flair. Julia Vice replies, responds to that saying, absolutely this better ad writing experience and not just pulling text from the landing page. Sometimes landing pages aren't ready yet. That's true. But then when that happens, I tend to not like creating ad copy yet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those weird areas. And then my response to question four was not a clear solution, but something that would help efficiently weed out time wasters and give clear indication as to what the agency is looking for so that the interview process itself is a lot shorter. Sometimes I hear about interview processes lasting three, four interviews and the person not getting it. And that really annoys me. Julia Vice replies to question four saying maybe some agreement on specialization. If your passion is e-com, you will not enjoy a role with my team. And that's okay. If you are really into Omni, find a way to tell me that yeah so weeding out those kind of answers and making it clear that that's what they're looking for and melissa replies to tim jensen where tim had said some kind of more accurate standardization for vetting out how how qualified people actually are versus just the platform certifications melissa replies this i wrote about this in my recent sej article shameless plug but platform certifications are not a predicator of success absolutely so and i will be sharing that link john kagan replies to question three saying how do you work remotely and if they tell me they understand local or pmax i know they are lying <laughs> but how about if they do understand local or pmax john anyway he continues to answer question four saying a universal or global proven skill set test not a google certification julie replies to question four i think in general job descriptions kind of suck too yeah they all say the same things but they should be more unique and have more 
thought put into them? What do you really need in this next employee? Spend time thinking about that. Andrew McGarry replies to question three saying employees want to earn more, clients want to pay less. Too many agencies have a revenue model that doesn't reflect value. And Lawrence replies to question four saying it's the same issue most hiring managers face no matter the industry except for something like nursing, being a doctor or something where you cannot have an English degree and go operate on someone. We will always need to weed out the pretenders or experts. Dwayne Brown replies to question one saying, I do all the hiring at our agency, been involved in with hiring at agencies like Ogilvy and in-house too. The latter is usually sitting in on interviews, ask questions and maybe help write the job description. Sean Ellie replies to question four saying hiring and entry level can be difficult because you are hoping that this person is actually interested in PPC and will enjoy it. Sometimes they find out they don't enjoy it. So an example or test to try to avoid this, not sure what it would look like, but we are wishing here. And we have Sam replying to question four saying, ideally an easier way to identify levels of competence across various PPC platforms and products. But I also realize the second you do that, the measure becomes the goal and ceases to be a good measure. Yay, Goodhart's law. Goodhart's law. I need to Google that later. And yeah, we've got Lawrence also replying to Julie where she talked about, yeah, job descriptions kind of suck. They're all the same things, but they should be more unique and have more thought put into them. And Lawrence replies, job descriptions are crazy and sometimes funny. I love seeing the senior level descriptions with the junior level pay and they try and describe it as junior, but they want someone with 15 years of marketing experience. Absolutely. It's absolutely ridiculous. Those kinds of job descriptions. Melissa replies to question four, say, I always ask what industry publications do you read in, in every interview at every level even entry level people can read industry sites and participate in PPC chat shows initiative Sarah replies to question four saying this is hard to answer on one hand I wish there were more qualified people on the other hand it is great being in a profession where we are hard to find and then Dwayne Brown replies to question two saying, beyond our experience, we have helped some brands do recruitment and HR, finding talent and then finding really good talent, knowing where to post the jobs. The biggest issue most don't think about is writing a really amazing job description. And we've got Robert Brady agreeing with Melissa that, yeah, platform certifications are great for knowing what things are, how they work, where they are in the interface. They don't teach skills around analyzing performance or troubleshooting. Um, and we've got also Tim Jensen agreeing with Melissa about questions to ask, like what industry publications do you read? Tim replies, agree. This is one of the best questions, in my opinion, to vet out who people are following. If you just list Gary V and Neil Patel, I'd have concerns. Absolutely. Melissa replies, Replies, or if you stammer and say, uh, none really, which is the answer I've gotten a surprisingly high number of times. So yeah, guys, if you're applying for roles, tell us who you follow and how you stay up to date with industry news. And then we have Lawrence replying saying we have to always be learning in this profession. So if they cannot list anything, they probably do not try hard to keep up with the latest changes that does not serve them or their brands well. And she continues my thoughts exactly. If you cannot be bothered to keep up to date with the latest, I can't be bothered to hire you. Ha. And then we have Dwayne Brown replying to question three, um, saying we redid our whole process in summer 2020, went from three to four interviews down to two interviews, standardized all questions and asked better questions. If you want to hire better, you need to ask better questions. Bad hires are a result of bad job description or interview. 
Then Julie takes us on to question five, saying, what are your views on test projects as part of the hiring process you can answer as a potential employer or employee? Oh, I'd love to get into that one, but I'll give you my answer a little later after reading other people's answers, which is what I really wanted to do in the first place. Dwayne Brown replies to question four, saying, one spot everyone looks for a job and all jobs get posted there. Yep, so that it can be standardized and people can see all the comparisons. Anyway, not sure if it will help, but standard job titles across agency and in-house teams. Job titles are meaningless these days. Tell me nothing about what you actually did. Absolutely. Sarah Steeman replies to question five saying, at this point in my career, I have a no homework policy. That being said, I had a great job where I did some, but I was younger, less confident. Andrew McGarry replies to question four saying, hiring often triggered by a departure where lack of annotation or documentation means loss of how-to knowledge. Ad platforms really need to up their annotation game, reduce new hires having to figure out the why, especially if no handover. Tim Jensen replies to question five saying can be helpful in showing a person's thought process, but don't overcomplicate it. Appreciated what my current company asked for, a simple presentation highlighting a successful project I'd worked on. Julia Weiss replies to question five saying, I hate this. It's straight up time wasting unpaid labor. It's ubiquitous and it should not have a role in hiring just do an internship program if this is really what you need melissa replies to question five saying oh man i have mixed feelings about test projects as an employee i hate them doing free work for someone who may or may not hire me no thanks and frankly they're not great from the employer's side either too hard to proctor and we have sean ellie replying saying yeah i think they are fine if they're taking place during the interview take home tests taking home tests seem a bit much to me yep i had to do one not too long and it was putting together a whole marketing plan for a potential client on top of working long hours at my current job it was way too much Julie replies saying, yeah, it's the, this is a complex issue. I get why you'd want to test someone as an employer, but if you're asking someone to do work on an account, even just suggesting suggestions or definitely if something more complex, you should compensate them for their time. Dwayne Brown replies to question three saying, someone said on Reddit that um, they put up a job description, got 300 application and no one was a fit. How can no one be a fit at 300 applicants? Either your job description is wrong, you post it in the wrong places or your interview process is wrong. Absolutely, there's something wrong in the process. He continues saying that agency land could use a better handle on hiring and how to do it and what is now not allowed. It's such a minefield out there. Yeah, Sarah goes LMAO. That's laugh my my ass off. Seriously, if she continues, he, Dwayne continues. I wrote a long reply why to tell them it's totally them and not the people that apply. And Robert Brady replies to question five, saying the findings from a project should be discoverable in an interview or two. If not, you need to improve the interview process. And then Dwayne replies to question four, saying transparency on salary. This is my favorite answer. Not putting salary on a job description tells me you want to maintain the shit status quo that just benefits white straight men and the white woman at the top who enables them. Oh, couldn't have said it better myself. And I reply to that, absolutely. I have only seen at best semi-coherent explanations as to why people don't do this. Julie replies, I think the reason is the same one that some clients don't want to tell 
us their bu PVC budgets. It's a mentality that if they tell you it can be up to X dollars, then you'll ask for or charge X dollars, even if you normally would have charged or asked for Y dollars. So yeah, basically you'll go for what they say, even though normally you would have, you know, come in at lower. It's so annoying, but how about if the person would have come in at higher and because you tell them a lower amount, they go for the lower because they think that that's what they should ask for. It's just, just, just seriously cheating. So Dwayne Brown says, so basically not trusting someone will say what it costs to do the job. Absolutely. So basically we're just not trusting each other. That's a great way to start a relationship. Uh, Julia Vice uh, then mentioned, mentions a note here. Do we want to share some interview questions? I'm happy to give two. I ask everyone, no matter the title one, tell me about a project you're very proud of Two. Tell me about a project you wish had gone better. And I totally agree with this saying that the second one, especially, so the tell me about a project you wish had gone better. That one, that one is more important. Knowing that someone has taken the right learnings from a mistake, not the mistake itself, is the highest indicator of potential growth. And Melissa goes, and it's a red flag if they can't think of a mistake or failure means they're either full of themselves or haven't tried enough things or taken risks. And uh, yeah, and, and Julia Vice replies to that uh, saying, well, and it could be something other than what we imagine. I really like open-ended questions that start discussions. Those are good ones. Julie Piccini then continues to answer question five saying it also comes down to this when hiring. You can never know 100% of, of if a candidate is the right one. No amount of testing can guarantee this, but it can boot people from your process that might have been great, especially if uncompensated for that work. And then my answer to question five, which a few people have said, but yeah, I said, honestly, I waited to see responses before I did mine because I didn't want to sound like a grouch here, but yeah, I hate them. I hate the whole testing projects, pay people, even if it's a stipend fee for doing things like this, let the employee feel like they got something out of it, even if they don't get the job and doing the whole, oh, but they learned and you know, they must have put in a work and they learned something new in terms of doing a project is not a good enough takeaway for them pay them for their time. Lawrence replies to question five saying mixed feelings on this. I a hundred percent understand why folks want to test because it can highlight weakness. I do believe you can ask tactical questions though, that can do the same thing. I have put stuff up on a board and asked for thoughts, etc. And Julie replies to Dwayne's Brown's, um, comment about, yeah, put the salary, you know, transparency on salary, salary, not putting salary on job description tells me you want to maintain the shit status quo. Julie replies yes to being transparent about the salary range. Why waste anyone's time? Also, you should be happy to pay the top end for someone you're excited to hire. Lawrence replies, yeah, I am not a fan of hidden salary ranges for folks. The title means nothing because in some companies, a senior manager will make two times more than the director or a director can make more than a CMO with another company. Show me the money. Yep. And Andrew goes, doesn't help when LinkedIn salary ranges are out of date. I was kindly corrected on this recently. Demand for talent has hiked the number and then hiked it some more. And Julia Vice replies saying it's a big problem in a big corp like ours. We can sometimes share a range, but it's actually out of our control as to putting salary in a job description. Yep. And Dwayne replies out of control for sure. Though someone can change that at the top and doesn't want to, it's how we 
pay people crap in agency land. Ah, annoying. Julia Vice continues saying we're pushing hard on salary transparency, but honestly, I think it's going to have to become a standard or even a rule before a big corp pulls the trigger. Melissa replies, yeah, we struggle even internally trying to find out what the salary ranges are for various levels. Why the secrecy? Yes, say that again. And yeah, and Andrew replies, because many companies want to pay as little as they can get away with. It's simple as that. Transparency is perceived as likely to increase costs. And Julie goes, yes, I think this is why at least a good portion of the time. Imagine instead if the mentality was we are paying this person well and we are happy to have them here instead of trying to get them as the cheapest possible starting salary. And Wayne Brown as well continues the conversation saying, thinking of the PR and marketing you could do around being a leader on this. Any corporation waiting for others to do it sounds like what the every big corp will say. I think you can attract some amazing talent who doesn't know they are underpaid or who knows that they are not underpaid. And I have seen a few of these kind of posts of link on LinkedIn where companies have gone, we have made the minimum salary, something like 75 K for everybody. And I'm like, that is great. Even junior knows they're going to come in high. They're going to want to increase their motivation, how quick they learn and how good the work they're doing. So yeah, sorry, money motivates people. All these people that think that, you know, team building activities or more meeting or a pool table is a motivator money is the biggest motivator for everybody and brad Badowski replies to question five saying i think they are a good way for a candidate to be able to prove their knowledge i've had instances where i was paid to do the project and where i was not nobody likes to work for free but if the opportunity is good going on Dwayne Brown replies to question five saying testing within the 60 minute interview is fine we do it I wouldn't ask someone to take stuff home or do a four hour media plan for me which this person posted about recently and he sends a link to an example which I will add in the show notes and we have Mike Ryan replying to question five saying both as an employer and as a candidate I prefer a job shadow day or morning or afternoon it gives both parties a chance to gather a lot more information and feeling no teacher or student dynamic tougher since 2020 of course Ekta replies to question five from the biz owner's perspective you get the idea of the knowledge of the PBC manager but from the employee perspective it's hectic the sweet spot is to have a small test project with more of scenarios type problems instead of run five ads for me type projects sam replies to question five saying we have a test exercise takes 90 minutes i'm happy to pay for someone's dinner or whatever during it their time is valuable gives us a chance to evaluate how candidates think plus handle challenges within a fixed time period and we have Chris Ridley replying to question four saying there are no universally recognized and worthwhile qualifications that officially make someone a PPC specialist. And many of the big brand courses are poor quality. Cough, Google ads, cough. Yes, that's the second time we've coughed Google into the conversation. <laughs> And then Chris replies to question five as well, saying, I've been subject to test projects and I personally see value in them. Okay. Whether they are theoretical ones that you openly discuss in the interview or ones which you prepare beforehand and present in the interview, for me, it shows how I work and my approach. But Chris, how about if you don't then get the job? Are you okay with going through all of that? Because at the end of the day, if you know the job well and you know the process and you know how to put a strategy together do you want to really give that away for free i don't know 
I will argue no. Christian continues, I know they're a controversial topic, but I find that it helps you identify how well someone takes feedback, whether they have any follow-up questions, potential strengths and weaknesses, and an opportunity to discuss PPC-specific topics that wouldn't normally arise. And there was one last question, but I feel like maybe Chris was the only, Chris Ridley was the only one that answered it. Julie asks, if you've been trying to find a PPC position, how have you found the hiring process to be lately? And Chris replies, I haven't looked since joining Evoluted, so I can't speak for the last 12 months, but I found the process in early 2021 to be rapid compared to pre-COVID and for me, a lot more relaxing as an applicant. It did make it harder for me to gauge the workplace culture though. Absolutely. And that's one thing that I'm still missing. That really identifying what the workplace culture is really hard when everybody's working remotely. We do have John Kagan as well replying to question six saying a living nightmare. Everyone takes the Google cert exam and then thinks they are the best thing since sliced bread. I'll pay a fair salary for the skill set, but getting way too many underqualified candidates asking for obscene amounts. (laughs) Interesting. Steve Gibson then um, replies to question six as well saying, oh, question five saying these days I'm writing copy for one of the top direct response companies in the world still doing PPC as well. That job came from a test project. If an opportunity is big enough, there's nothing wrong with doing test projects. And on that note, that brings us to the end of the chat for today. I hope you've taken some great takeaways from this about the hiring process, about, you know, salary visibility, about testing projects. What do you think about these things? Do you agree with what our opinions have been? If you don't, or if you just want to, yeah, chime in as well with your ideas. Join us on Thursday on Twitter Spaces at the same time that the um, Twitter chat happens. So that's 5 p.m. GMT or 12 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday, where Julie will be continuing this conversation about, yeah, hiring processes in paid search. If you have any feedback about this podcast or about any corrections or about anything I've shared, please get in touch with me on Twitter. My DMs are open. You can find me on my handle, The Marketing Anu, or on LinkedIn. We have a PPC Chat Roundup podcast group and we'd love for you to join us there to share your thoughts it'll be great for all my um, listeners um, especially those who have listened to more than 30 seconds of this episode to um, leave a rating on spotify or review on apple podcast we'd really appreciate that it will give an indicator that it's worth listening to and maybe attract a few sponsors but yeah the link to leave a rating or a review is linktree.com forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup so that's l-i-n-k-t-r-e-e dot com forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup and finally remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface so keep your swans kicking bye and speak to you next week